gospel light even this morning and we ask him even as we have come to learn at his feet can we ask him to illuminate our hearts can we ask him to grant us understanding of his word the word of God in Isaiah 55 verse 10 tells us that as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it flourish and bud, so that the sower will have seed, and the eater of bread will have bread. So is every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord, it does not return back to him void. Can we ask the Lord, that even as we have come this morning to learn from him, that the word that will come to us will accomplish the purpose for which the Lord is sending it this morning. Let us pray and ask him to grant us understanding. There will not just be any, just like we have Bible study and we have come, we will study and we will go. But at the impact that the Lord desired that his word will have in our lives this morning, that the, the word will have it. Let's pray and ask him that his word will change our lives. He will not only challenge us with his word, he will cause his word to change us. That as we are leaving this place today, we will not live the same way. Let's pray and ask him that every one of us will hear him. As we pray, also commit the facilitators into the hands of the Lord. That the Spirit of God will minister to us through them. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to learn from you once again. Lord, all we're asking, Lord God, is understanding. All we're asking is that you open our eyes. All that we're asking, O Lord God, is that by your word you will change us this morning. Help us, King of glory. Spirit of the living God, teach us the word of God, that the name of the Lord will be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. You're welcome to today's Bible study service. The topic of our study today is what is the gospel? What is the gospel? And we'll take our text from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Mark chapter 1, 
from verse 14. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. 15. And saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. This is the word of God. Praise the Lord. Yes. This study is aimed at helping us understand the meaning and the essence of the gospel. Introduction. The word gospel means good news. Jesus commanded us to go into all the world and preach the gospel as recorded in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Knowing that people's eternal destinies are tied to the gospel message. It is therefore very important that we know and understand the message that we are commissioned to preach so that the necessary impact will be made and the desired result will be achieved. When the message of the gospel is clear to us, we will save both ourselves and our hearers. Just like Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, when he takes heed to sound doctrine, he will not only save himself, he will save his hearers. The same thing applies to us. When we know and understand and believe the true gospel, we will also preach it. And when we preach it, we will be saved and those that hear us will also be saved. Praise the Lord. So we'll go straight to the discussion question. Question one. And how we're going to do it is, if you read a passage, you will comment on that passage. Praise the Lord. Question one. Mark chapter one, verses 14 and 15. That's from where we took our text. Mark 1, 14 to 15, where we took our text, where John, where it says that John was put in prison and Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So, what is this gospel? The gospel is the gospel of the kingdom, where God has commanded us to preach this good news. This good news to the, to right to the ends of the earth. From every corner where we are, it doesn't matter whether it is within our circle of friends or within our workplace or within our market environment. Wherever we are, we can encounter, people can encounter Christ through us by, t- by, by us telling them about this good news. And this good news is the kingdom of God that is already at hand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. You look at the passage, you see that um, 15 says, The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. The good news that the kingdom is at hand. And repentance is also very, very important. Because it's when you repent and believe that is when you will be saved. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. 1 Corinthians 15, 
Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of, first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And today to us that he is sure of what he has received from Christ and that he is passing it on to them unadulterated. That if they believe in it the way he himself believed, that they will be saved. Unless they believe, they didn't believe in, in Abinisho. That is, they pretend to have believed without actually believing. That is sure that the word of God standeth sure. And that whoever believes in it will be saved. That's the basic thing this place is teaching us. That we should believe without doubt. And hold on to it until the end. That Jesus Christ came to the world to die for us. And that he actually died and was raised. And whoever that believes in it, even though the person might die, will be raised with him on the last day. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes, it's actually the summary of the gospel. That Jesus Christ came to die for sinners. And that Jesus actually died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that on the third day he rose from the dead. Praise the Lord. And that when we believe it, we will be saved. Praise the Lord. Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jews first and also to the Greek. Okay, from here I can point out that the gospel here is that word that can cause one to come to salvation. The word of God is powerful. It's is, is like a sword that has two edge, edges. So it is only the word, or it is only the word that is that gospel that will bring power of salvation unto somebody. So that's the gospel from this verse. Praise the Lord. Yes. The Bible tells us in that Romans 1.16, that the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Salvation is sure for everyone who believes, irrespective of age, class, race, tribe, what the person has done or failed to do. Praise the Lord. As long as you believe that Jesus died for your sin on the cross, the Bible says you will receive forgiveness when you repent of your sins and then you will be saved. So that power of God that brings salvation is the gospel. Praise the Lord. And Second Corinthians 5.19 5 verse 19 says that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed us to do the message of reconciliation. 
And from this passage, you can understand that the gospel is like a, a should I say, a, a, is a message of reconciliation. That, like, okay, um, that sin, sin, first of all, some, it drew the people away from God because Christ can't dwell where there is sin. Now, the gospel has come. It's, like, it's not like a form, a force that draws people back to Christ. If you have the gospel in your heart, um, the gospel like reconciles people to Christ. It draws people back to Christ. Where sin has drawn them away. The, the knowledge of Christ draws people back to him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The gospel is the message of God's reconciliation of the world to himself through Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Salvation is in no other than in Jesus. Praise the Lord. So, and another thing that we need to note in this passage is that the Bible tells us that, that God is no longer counting the sins of men against them. You know, so that anybody that is, that is not saved today is not necessarily because of that person's sin. Praise the Lord. It's just because the person has refused to believe that Jesus paid for his sins on the cross. The Bible says God is no longer counting the sins of men against them. All he wants from them is to believe and receive that free gift of salvation that he has given to them in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And that message has also, that message of reconciliation has also been committed into our hands as many as believe to also pass it on to others. Praise the Lord. So, do we have any questions before we go to question two? Any question? Are we now clear about what the gospel is? Are we now clear about what the gospel is? Question two. What are the essentials of the gospel message? What are the fundamentals of the gospel message? We will read Luke 24, 46 and 47. So, Luke chapter... 24 verse 4 verse 46 says, and verse 46 says, and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. 47 says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So the question here says, what are the essentials of the gospel message? And verse 46 that we read was telling us that Christ actually suffered and rise from the dead on the third day. So, what it means is that he actually suffered for our sins. And it is essential for us to preach this gospel message to people about repentance and remission of sins, for them to repent from their sins and equally forsake those sins. That it is very, very essential that we preach this message of repentance to people. That it is, it is what makes it essential that the gospel message goes for. So if people, in other words, if people don't repent from their sins and forsake their sins, you find that, that it is not actually, that the, this, 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 this command that is given to us here is not being established. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, from that place we can see that um, one fundamental thing about the gospel is that it tells us that Christ suffered for our sins. And that he died and he rose from the dead on the third day. And that when we repent of our sins, we will have forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Romans 3, 23 to 26. 
Romans chapter 3 from verse 23 to 26 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God had set forth to be a preparation through the faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to, de- to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Verse 23 here says that, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, what he's trying to say in essence is that there is nobody here that will say that they have not sinned against God. But the most important thing here is that, that God has given us redemption by forgiving us of our sins. So what this passage is trying to tell us is that when you know you've sinned against God and come short of his glory, that you should come to him with a broken heart, ask for forgiveness of your sins, that he is sure to forgive you of your sins. Yes. I want to also uh, comment here that there is a grace that comes with the word of God. And, you know, one of the essential things about the gospel is the grace that is in it. Because we cannot actually do it by our own power, you know, but by the grace of God. So, when we preach the word of God, I think one of the essential things we need to point out is the grace in the word of God. Because most persons, they are afraid or they think that uh, it's only by their power, which they know that their powers cannot, you know, uh, enable them. So, but when we preach this grace that is in the word of God, it brings hope to someone, okay, that if this word comes with grace, I think I can, you know, trust and believe. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes. Romans 3, Romans 3, 23, tells us that, all men have sinned. It is very important and it is key for us to, you know, have it at the back of our minds that all, all, without exception, there's nothing like that you're a good man or that this person is a bad man or that, well, maybe, you know, I, I try to keep uh, the rules, I try to keep the law and all that. The Bible says, all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So, as it says, no man can help himself. Then, but he went on to tell us that when we now place our faith in the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary, we will receive salvation. We will be redeemed. We will be saved. And that is why he says that we are saved by grace through faith. Through faith in what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross. Praise the Lord. So, you know, because sometimes um, we think it is by our good works. We think it's maybe by keeping, you know, the, command, the Ten Commandments and all that. The Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And needs repentance. We all need repentance to receive forgiveness of our, of our sins. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians 6.2 Second Corinthians six two. Second Corinthians six two. For he says, In acceptable time I have heard you, and the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The, the essence of um, the gospel, you know, based on this um, scripture, is that there is no need for us to procrastinate. That is the right time for us to preach the gospel and act based on the gospel. You know, most times we are, we believe in, you know, trying to postpone this, this message or this gospel. Sometimes you have this, this, um, this thing in your mind to preach the gospel or to repent. And you tell yourself, no, not now. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that next week. But the Bible says here that now is the day of salvation. Now we, not, we don't need to postpone it. Because we don't know when we're going to die. And the moment we die, what we face? We face judgment. So this is exactly what Paul is saying here, that now is the right time for us to make the right choice by accepting Christ as our personal Savior and also telling people about Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, praise the Lord. Now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. We did not postpone it. If you have not made peace with God, now is the time to make peace with God. If um, you have not been preaching the gospel, now is the time to preach the gospel because tomorrow is not in your hands. In fact, even the next minute is not in your hands. That is why when you hear the word of God and it touches you, respond immediately. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. It's 2, 8 to 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by words, so that no one can boast. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, telling us that it is by grace that we are saved through faith. First of all, before we, we know that before we receive God into our lives, that is His faith that we need. God, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God, and that He who comes to Him must first of all believe that He is, that He is, and the, and that He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So. Here is pointing on faith that anything we want to do, we just believe God. If you want, before we receive God into our life, faith. Anything we want to do in life, faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, it is by grace that we are saved through faith, not of what we have done on our own, not by the work of our hands. You know, because you know sometimes we think, you know, when we work hard, you know, we work hard to please God. Work out to gain our salvation. There's actually nothing that will contribute to our salvation. Jesus has paid the price. He has paid the price on the cross. And that's a price that none of us could have been able to pay. None of us could atone for our sins. And that's why Jesus came to die for us. And he has died. And um, he has risen from the dead. And all he's saying is, um, believe in what I have accomplished for you on the cross, and you will have salvation. You know, you need not know how it happens. The Bible says it is by faith. Just like our brother said, you know, every transaction we do with God is by faith. Praise the Lord. It's by faith. Have you seen God? Or you believe that he is? And is a rewarder of day that diligently seek him. Praise the Lord. So, 
the same way when we place our faith in the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary, the Bible says that we will be saved. Praise the Lord. So, the summary of the essential, essentials of the gospel message is that all men have sinned and all men need repentance. And when we are talking about all men, we should bring it close to ourselves. I have sinned, I need repentance. Praise the Lord. You bring it close to yourself. You have sinned, you need repentance. I cannot save myself, you cannot save yourself. I cannot pay for my sins, you cannot pay for your sins. And then, Jesus has gone to the cross and died for us. And that I need to put my faith in that finished work of Jesus on the cross. And when I do so, I will receive God's forgiveness. And the same applies to every one of us. To every one of us. So the question is, have I realized that I have sinned and fallen short of God's glory? Have I repented of my sins? Have I placed my faith in the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary? Teachers, we have ten minutes remaining. Have I saved? You also ask yourself that question. That we need to do that now. Salvation is now. Repentance is now. Acknowledging the Lordship of Jesus is now. Praise the Lord. Question three. Read Galatians 1, 6 to 9. Galatians 1, 6 to 9. Galatians 1, 6 to 9. I am surprised at you. In no time at all you are deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and accepting another gospel. Actually, there is no other gospel. But I say this because there are some people who are upsetting you and trying to change the gospel of Christ. But even we, but even we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel that is different from the one we preach to you. May he, or may he be condemned to hell. We have said it before, and now I say it again. If anyone preaches to you a gospel that is different from the one you accepted, may he be condemned to hell. From here, they are urging the Galatians that Paul was urging them that the gospel that they have been preaching to them, that there are other false teachers that are coming up among them, I will bring other gospel other than what they have been preached to, what they have been hearing from Paul. And he's here advising them that any other gospel other than the grace of God which they have received, that which changes them from the people they have been into a changed person, that they should reject such gospel, that it is no gospel when compared to the gospel of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Another gospel is any other, any other message, any other message that does, not, that does not emphasize salvation through Jesus. Any other message that tries to remove the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus is another gospel. For the salvation of mankind is another gospel. 
And um, we also read 1 Timothy 6, 3 to 5. We also bring out um, what another gospel means in that passage. 1 Timothy 6, 3 to 5. Okay, let me read it, please. Let me read it. 1 Timothy 6, 3 to 5. It says, If anyone teaches false doctrines and does not agree to the sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to godly teaching. He is conceited and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicions, and constant friction between men of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means to financial gain. Praise the Lord. Can we bring out um, what another gospel is from this passage? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The message here is asking us what is the other gospel, that means the contrary gospel, or the, the contrast. When one divides or when one is opposed to the Gospel. This gospel, we have seen it in verse 1, and we continued in, I mean, in question 1, I'll continue in question 2. We know this gospel, but when one deviates from it, or um, the, the contrast is actually one of arguments, of disputes, where people argue about um, uh, 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 the Word of God, or anything that sounds like the Word of God. To such people, you see that. Before they know it, they will begin to have envy. They will begin to envy each other. They will begin to strive. They will begin to be suspicious of each other. They will begin to wrangle with each other. That is what arguments. That is what disputes. When people try to give another meaning to the word of God. Or another word that looks or sounds like the word of God. This is actually what happens. And... What we are mandated to do here is to do what? To withdraw ourselves from such um, uh, arguments or from such uh, uh, disputes about whether it sounds like the word of God or something that is within where maybe they may say is from this, what the Bible says. But it is needless for us to what? Enter into argument about the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh, if any man reaches teaches otherwise and not to hold excuse, and consent not to hold some words, in a, uh, I want to come out in the aspect of one teachers, also not leaving teachers, up we have what five minutes the word left. of God is. Should be in the last question all those now. Because many question three, precisely. Say one thing and their actions will be, you know, interpreting another thing. So we should also not believe those gospels whereby they tell us this, and when we see them live their life, they live, you know, in these acts that you also mentioned. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody should get Jude four. Another person, Acts fifteen, one and five. Any teaching that does not agree with the sound doctrine that Jesus taught us and that does not, does not also in agreement um, with godly 
living is um, false. Is that not the gospel? Jude 4 says, For certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are godless men who changed the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign Lord and our only sovereign and Lord. Praise the Lord. So any, any message that denies the Lordship of Jesus, praise the Lord, is another gospel. It is false and we should not give in to it. Praise the Lord. Acts 15, 1 and then 5. Acts 15, 1 and 5. Praise the Lord. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. And verse 5 says, But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. We can see from that place that another gospel is any gospel that does not emphasize that salvation is by grace through faith in what Jesus has accomplished on the cross. Any message that emphasizes that salvation is by works, either circumcision or not circumcision, you know, that salvation is by any other means, any other means, you know, or any gospel, any message that um, emphasizes that maybe through what a man has done, you will receive salvation. You know, you know there are people that worship men, so to say, you know, this person said this, that person said the other one and all that. And he said that when I do this, I will, I will, I will receive salvation. Or any message that adds or removes anything from the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary for our salvation is another gospel. You know, because some will tell you, yes, Jesus came. He died for our sins. He was buried. He rose on the third day. But you need to do this again in addition to what Jesus has done for you to be saved. That is another gospel. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is that the work of salvation has been finished and completed on the cross. You know, and that when we place our faith in that which Jesus has accomplished for us on the cross of Calvary, that we will be saved. So any message that adds anything to it or removes anything from it is another gospel. Praise the Lord. Then, B, discuss the effect of another gospel in present-day Christianity. Has another gospel affected present-day Christianity? Has it affected it negatively or positively? Negatively. Can we mention some of the effects? It has created hypocrisy. He has made people to be hypocrites in the church. They have not believed and they carry on as if um, they are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Another gospel waters down the true gospel of the word of God. The true gospel of salvation waters it down. Another gospel leads men to bondage instead of freedom. The true gospel brings men out of bondage you know, so they will be free to serve God. But another gospel puts men in bondage. Praise the Lord. Another gospel you know, affect people's trust in Jesus Christ. You know, they believe that through their works, they, they will please God. They will be saved. But it is by grace, through faith in what Jesus has um, accomplished. Praise the Lord. 
another gospel has the capability of turning people away from God. Praise the Lord. He can do that. Because maybe when you see someone that has believed another gospel and the way the person lives and you know and what the person also preaches, an outsider that would have ordinarily believed, you know, will not believe because um, there will be contradiction in what the person is seeing and what um, the word of God you know is saying. And another gospel makes the church produce weaklings and babies, you know. People that are tossed about by every wind of doctrine. You know, because they have not believed the true uh, gospel of, of, of salvation. Because you have not placed your faith in Jesus, you know, and what he has done for you. You now think it's by what you can do, you know. And maybe what the person heard, what the person believed, is not the totality of what Jesus accomplished. Maybe repentance was not preached. You know, and um, uh, believe in the finished work of Calvary for salvation was not preached and all that and maybe the person was just told just come, come to Jesus and all your problems will be over when the person comes now and all the problems are not over the person might begin to run from pillar to post looking for solution praise the Lord when the problem actually is from the, um, the foundation so we're trusting the Lord that um, he will help us not only to believe, but to also go out to preach this word to people so that um, men and women will be saved. Praise the Lord. So we will pray now. We will conclude questions 4, 5, and 6 on Wednesday. So on Wednesday when you are coming, come with your outline. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Pray for us. In the name of Jesus, Father Lord, we thank you for this word that we've heard. We give you all the praise. We ask that this word that we heard will sink into our lives and change our lives in the name of Jesus. That this word that we heard will remove every doubt and unbelief in our hearts. And trust you in every circumstance and situation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we pray that you will change our hearts and help us to love you more in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Amen. to answer the three questions in our classes. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, we have seen that the gospel is all about Jesus. That Jesus came to die for our sins. And that he actually died for our sins. He was buried and he rose on the third day. So that as many of us as we place our faith in the finished work which he did on the cross, we will be saved. Praise the Lord. We have also seen that God is no longer counting the sins of men against them. Praise the Lord. 
the Bible says that God, through Jesus Christ, is reconciling the world to himself through Jesus. So that anybody that has not believed or is not saved today is not really because of the person's sins. Praise the Lord. It's not because the person has sinned, but because the person has failed to believe in the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. Praise the Lord. And we've also seen that there are fundamentals, there are essential, in essential things that must be in the gospel message for it to be complete. And the one is that all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Praise the Lord. All men, irrespective of race, irrespective of tribe, irrespective of age, irrespective of maybe how the person has lived. Maybe, maybe you've been a good person or, or you've tried to keep the law and all that. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that no man can save himself. No man can save himself. That we all need to put our faith in the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. And the Bible tells us that when we believe that yes, I have sinned, I've fallen short of God's glory. And I, I need repentance. And that when I repent, the Bible says I will receive forgiveness. And the same thing applies to every one of us. We have also seen that an essential of the gospel is that when we, the gospel is now, is not tomorrow. When you hear the word of God, respond to it immediately. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. You know, because what we're, what we're, the message that we're, we're the study it's not just about um, looking into the word of God and what the word of God has said, but it's, it's also talking to ourselves, bringing it close to ourselves, you know, asking ourselves questions, whether we have realized that we have sinned, whether we have realized that we need repentance, whether we have asked the Lord to forgive us, whether we have placed our faith in what Jesus did for us on the cross, praise the Lord, and whether we are saved. And then, just like it, the Bible tells us in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, that it is by grace that we are saved, through faith, not by the works of our hands. Praise the Lord. You know, because uh, many of us, we try to do good things to please God. We try to do good things to, to gain our salvation. None of us can pay for our salvation. None of us can pay for our sins. Jesus has accomplished the work. When he went to the cross and died, he said, it is finished. The work of redemption is complete, you know. And all that we need is to believe in what he has done for us. Just like the Romans 1.16 tells us that the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. So the distinguishing factor is just believe. What makes the difference between a man that is saved today and a man that is still in sin today is just believe. The man that is saved believed that um, Jesus died for, him, for his sins and has come to you know, place his faith in what Jesus did for him and he's saved. Then the other person has failed to believe. So the question is, have you believed? 
Have you believed that Jesus died for you on the cross? And, and I am happy, you know, uh, uh, with what that Romans 1.16 tells us. Everyone, it does not matter what you have done in the time past. It does not matter the kind of life you have lived. As long as you come to him, the Bible says he will accept you. Praise the Lord. And then we, are, we also saw in question three, you know, what another gospel is. Any teaching, any message that does not emphasize that, Jesus, that salvation is through Jesus Christ. Any message that tries to you know, make men believe that they can gain their salvation by the work of their hands. Any message that tries to add or subtract from the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Yes, because some will tell you, yes, we believe Jesus came to die for sinners. Yes, he actually died. Yes, he, he, he was buried. He rose again from the dead. Yes, believe all these things. But you also need to do this for you to be saved. That is not just enough for you to believe in the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary for your salvation to be complete. You need to do some other thing in addition for your salvation to be complete. And that is another gospel. We need not add anything to you know, what Jesus has accomplished on the cross for us to be saved. He has done it and it is complete. And if we believe it, the Bible says, we will be saved. Praise the Lord. And then we also looked at um, the effects of, of another gospel in present day Christianity. Really, it has affected, you know, the church, obviously. It has affected, you know, the, the, the way people perceive, I mean, the, 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 the true gospel it has affected it, obviously. Praise the Lord. You know, he has watered it down. Not John Johnson that he has watered it down. You know, it leads men to bondage instead of freedom. The Bible says that uh, the true word, the word of God saves, you know, li- li- brings men out of bondage, you know, they, they, to make them to, to come out of slavery, to sin, to become servants to righteousness. But another gospel makes men, keeps men in bondage, you know, except you do this, you know, this will not happen. Except you do that, that will not happen, you know. And you see men, instead of being free, when they've come to know the Lord, you now see them in greater bondage, you know, than they were before they supposedly, you know, came to know the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord. And then another gospel also affects people's trust, you know. It affects people's trust in Christ, you know, because now they now think, okay, maybe, oh, it is this handkerchief that will make me to... to receive healing. It is this um, um, what do you call it? It is this mantle. It is this um, a sticker. It is this um, water. It is this anointing oil and all those things. These are the things, you know, that will make me to be whole. That make me to, to be saved. Make me to, to meet with God and all that. Instead of placing our faith in Jesus and what Jesus can do for us, has done for us, you know. And then another thing also, that another gospel turns people away from Christ. You know, it shifts their focus from Jesus to all those other things, you know, outside of him, either to men or objects. Praise the Lord. And you now find out that maybe somebody might be in the church actually worshipping objects instead of, you know, the Lord that died for him. Praise the Lord. And then, 
Finally, another gospel makes the church produce babies, weaklings, people that cannot stand on their feet, people that cannot, cannot say anything concerning the hope that they have in Jesus Christ, people that keep running from pillar to post. You know, maybe there's a problem. I mean, there must be something responsible for it. And then you go from here, Jerusalem, to Jericho, you know, to receive um, deliverance or salvation and all that. All because the foundation is wrong. All because what the person believes. Because like some, you know, the gospel they heard is, believe Jesus and you will be rich. Believe Jesus and all your problems will be over. Believe Jesus and... You will not have any challenge again in life. And the person believes now, comes into the church, and challenges are still there. So, what is it? If you told me that if I believe Jesus, all my challenges will go, and challenges are still there, then why are the challenges still there? It means Jesus has failed. It means God has failed, and all that. And the person will now start looking for solution elsewhere. The person cannot stand even when the word of God tells us that anybody that wants to live a godly life must be ready to suffer persecution. You know, we no longer want to hear that. Why? Because of another gospel that tells us that any, if, if you suffer at all, it means Jesus is not with you. It means you have not believed. If you are not prosperous, if you are not rich, it means you have not believed. It means, I mean, the, 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 the Lord is not working with you. If actually the Lord is working with you, you should be rich. You should prosper. Yes, prosperity is in, the, is in the word of God. The Lord loves the prosperity of his people. But you should also be ready to follow him in that way to prosperity. Praise the Lord. So, in summary, the Lord is telling us this day to look into our lives. Ask ourselves what we have believed. What gospel have I believed? Is it the gospel that brings salvation through Jesus Christ or through any other means? And we also, we've also seen that the gospel emphasizes that we take action now. Have we taken action concerning what Jesus did for us on the cross? Have we repented of our sins? To receive forgiveness? Have we placed our faith on the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary? Have we believed him? The Bible says as many as believe in him to them, he, gave the, he gives the power to become children of God. Have we believed? If we have not believed, now is the time. Now is the time. Romans 1.16 tells us that the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Can we close our eyes? To everyone who believes. Everyone who believes. Have you believed? Have you believed? Have you acknowledged that you have sinned? Have you sought repentance and forgiveness? Have you repented and, 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 and asking the Lord to forgive you? If you have not done that, this is the time to do that. Because the Bible says that as soon as you do that, you will be saved. The Lord will forgive you 
and salvation will be your portion. It's actually because of you that Jesus came and died on the cross. It is for our sins. It is for my sins. It is for your sins. Pray for yourself now. And if you've not made peace with God, this is the time to make peace with God. Ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. And invite Jesus into your heart. Ask him to come and be the Lord of your life. The gospel is good news when we understand that we do not and we cannot end our salvation. The work of redemption and justification is complete, having been finished on the cross. Therefore, just as we have received Christ Jesus as Lord, let us continue to walk in him. Our Father and our God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word, the Lord you brought away this morning. Lord God Almighty, we are grateful to you that you sent your son Jesus to come and die for our sins. We thank you that he has actually died and that Lord God Almighty has paid the price for our sins. Father, as many of us have come to you now, King of Glory, acknowledging that we have sinned and seeking Lord God Almighty forgiveness, repenting of our sins, O God, and asking you, Lord God Almighty, O God, to have mercy on us. Lord, we ask that, Lord God Almighty, your mercy will be our portion in Jesus' name. We ask, O Lord God Almighty, that, Father, Lord, you receive us as your people, and that, Lord God, you also help us to walk, King of glory, in the light of your word that we have received in Jesus' name. Amen.